Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. I was at a a meeting this week up in North Carolina where we were electing bishops, and it's kind of like speed dating. Uh, We had uh, the different conference delegations in 15 different rooms, and then we had the bishops would all, one would be in each one, and then they'd switch, you know, go around like this. And this one poor guy came in to our delegation, which is South Georgia delegation. He said, hello, South Carolina. Well, that didn't really work well for us. Uh, But I guess we've all had those times. Have you been enjoying the Summer of the Movies series? It's always interesting. We're not here, by the way, to worship the movie. And we're not here saying, oh, this is, you know, all about, for instance, today, Cinderella. Still less Kung Fu Panda. But what we're here about is to use something that a lot of us have seen as sort of a a way to step into a particular theme to which the Bible speaks powerfully and clearly. Now, I don't know if you all are aware of this, but there are different Cinderella stories. I mean, it's all basically the same, but there's some variations to it. And so this one we come to today has something in it that I have never seen before in the other Cinderella. Because most of the Cinderella movies, at least the one I remember, is the, uh, you know, the cartoon one. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. You know, that, that one. And uh, uh, this one is, has real people in it. it. It's really got something uh, dramatic about it that I want us to pick out. But first, I want to tell you about a, a, a guy that I heard about, Wayne Smith. He was, for many years, pastor of the Southland Christian Church in uh, Lexington, Kentucky. And Wayne told about how one day, it was a Sunday night, he came home from church. Now, he had preached to thousands of people that day. He had three services in the morning he'd preached. He'd come and he'd preached at the evening service, and he got home, and his wife was watching the television of a TV preacher. And he walked in and said something, and she's saying, shh. And he said, after preaching three times in the morning, preaching Sunday night, he didn't want to come in here and hear another television preacher. He said, all I wanted to do was see Clint Eastwood kill somebody. <laughs> now, I, I think we sort of get that. I don't know about you, but I love movies where the bad guys get it in the end and the good guys win. I mean, don't you? I, I, mean, I just love a good action flick where everything uh, works out the way it should in the end. But, you know, I've discovered something. Life doesn't always work out that way. You all know what I'm talking about? At least in the short run, it doesn't. A lot of times, we have things that just don't work out the way we think they ought to. Uh, Tay came on as our summer intern. And to celebrate coming on as our intern, he broke his ankle. (laughs) Well, you know, I don't think that was really in the plans. But 
God is able to step into the midst of unexpected things and still bring his perfect will to pass in our lives. Now, Cinderella, the Cinderella story here, starts out, as they all do, with her being happy. Cinderella, this, actually her name is Ella. I kind of had forgotten that. I just always called her Cinderella, but her name's Ella, and one of the crabby stepsisters uh, saw her one morning where she had soot on her face because she'd slept near the fire, and so, oh, you've got cinders on your face. We'll call you Cinderella. Who knew? Anyway, uh, Cinderella, we'll just call her that to start with, is born to this wonderful family, and mom and dad love her, but then... I don't know who writes this stuff. They're just mean-spirited. They kill mom off. But here's what happens. What really surprised me about this version of Cinderella is what happens at the beginning and what happens at the end. And it's a little bit of a spoiler, but not too much. You'll enjoy, if you've not seen this, it's worth taking a time to watch it because it weaves through something. But let's start out and see, here's the scene where mom's about to die and has something to say to little Cinderella. You know, have courage and be kind. You know what struck me? It takes a lot of courage to be kind, doesn't it? It's easy for us just to blast out at somebody, but to be kind takes a lot of courage. And it brought to my mind this, these two verses from Ephesians chapter 4. Look at this. He writes, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, say this with me, be kind to each other, tenderhearted forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Have courage. Be kind. We seem to be in a time when kindness is sort of at a deficit. Whether you're watching the talk shows on television, listening to talk shows on the radio, people are just harsh and ranting. Our political stuff is just over the top. And how about in the media? My God, people will stay, say stuff on Facebook that just mean. Never say it to somebody face-to-face. But, I mean, there's just there's a deficit of kindness. And the Scripture tells us, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Well, a story goes on, and you know, uh, it just goes from bad to worse. Dad marries the wicked stepmother. The wicked stepmother brings along two wicked stepsisters. And then Dad just cops out on it all by dying and leaving her in, with these three. Uh, soon she is moved up to the attic. Uh, it becomes their servant. Then you remember uh, she's met the, the uh, prince, and he's in, invited all the young maidens to a ball. And so... They're getting ready to go to the ball, and look what happens. I hope you don't know a lot of people like that, Mom. I mean, these people are just bad to the bone. Well, you know what happens in the rest of the story. Here comes the fairy godmother, who, by the way, in this version, kind of reminds me of Captain Jack Sparrow. (laughs) Sort of a... Anyway, um, but she... 
takes the pumpkin, turns it into the carriage, and, you know, all that. It, it's, it's wonderfully done. She goes to the ball with this killer dress. I'm telling you, the fairy godmother did right on that one. Anyway, she goes there, meets the prince. They fall in love. Then all of a sudden she realizes it's a, almost midnight. She runs, and while she's running away, what does she drop? One of the glass slippers, and she uh, gets away. Well, the king, or the prince, uh, does a search throughout all of the land for this fair maiden, and I won't spoil how all that happens. That's pretty cool. But he finally finds her, and the glass slipper fits and he's found his true love and she has uh, expressed her love to him and now this is the part in the movie that absolutely caught me off guard it's almost like they'd been reading the bible when they wrote this but watch this remarkable scene right at the end of the movie that caught me way off guard See, what I wanted was that good zinger. And what did we get? I forgive you. Instead of justice, there was mercy. Instead of harshness, there was kindness. Have courage and be kind. What a remarkable Little parable wrapped up in that wonderful little movie. You know, it takes a lot of courage to be kind because it's a lot easier just to lash out at people, isn't it? Okay, let's just use this. Has anybody here ever been driving and somebody cut in front of you? Yeah, right? What should happen to the person who cut in front of you? basically burn in hell, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't want to overstate it, but these people are evil. They delayed you by 10, maybe even 15 seconds, and you had to put on your brake, and they just deserve to burn. Okay, here's the next. Have you ever cut somebody off We've all done that too, haven't we? But that's different, right? Because they ought to know we didn't really mean it. I mean, we're awesome people. We would never do that on purpose. We just kind of misjudged. And there's the deal. We want mercy for ourselves, but we want to pass judgment on others. We may even want to give them the universal sign of friendship out the window. <laughs> Have courage and be kind. In a world with such a deficit of kindness, such a deficit of mercy, such a deficit of forgiveness, here God comes to us and gives to us exactly what we don't deserve, which is grace. Think about Jesus. Oh, you know, I love Cinderella, but think about Jesus. How about early on in his ministry, there was a guy who was paralyzed. You remember this story? And so there were a couple of, uh, four of his friends, because he couldn't walk, they picked the paralyzed guy up in a stretcher and 
took him over to Jesus. Remember this one? They got to the house. And it was all surrounded by people, and nobody would get out of the way. So they went up onto the roof, tore a hole in the roof, and let the guy down in front of Jesus. The guy's paralyzed. What did Jesus say to him? Your sins are forgiven. <laughs> I think, what? Then Jesus said, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And Jesus healed the guy. But Jesus understood what he needed more than just physical healing was the healing of his heart. He needed to be forgiven of his sin. So Jesus poured out grace. Well, how about in the Sermon on the Mount? Jesus says, you've heard it said. I'm going to ask you to help me out. Jesus said, you've heard it said, love your friends and hate your enemies. But I say to you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That doesn't happen easily. That requires grace. That requires godly courage and godly kindness. Or how about this one? Judas was with Jesus at the Last Supper. Then Judas goes out, meets the folks leads them out to the Garden of Gethsemane and betrays Jesus. Now, G Judas comes with a pack of soldiers walking behind him, and he walks up to Jesus. Remember, he said, you know, the one that I kiss, that's the one. So he comes up to Jesus, and does anybody remember what the first word is that Jesus speaks to Judas? He says this, Friend, who are you looking for? Now, Jesus knew that he was looking for him. Jesus knew that he was about to betray him. And still, Jesus called Judas friend. How can you do stuff like that? It's because he had the same divine grace that had just hours before that knelt down before Judas and washed his feet. Or how about the woman who was caught in adultery? She is brought before Jesus, and they say, the law says she ought to be stoned. And you remember Jesus says, okay, go ahead and stone her. But let the one who is without sin cast the first stone. All of a sudden, everybody began to drift away. And finally, after everyone's gone, Jesus says to the woman, does no one condemn you? And she says, no one, Lord. And then Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Now, one thing about that story always strikes me. When Jesus said, let the one who is without sin cast the first stone, there was somebody there who was without sin and could legitimately have cast the first stone. Who was it? Well, it was Jesus. But the one who could legitimately have thrown the first stone, the one who could have meted out justice instead is the very one who extended grace and mercy and forgiveness and hope and life. Now, brothers and sisters, it is that Jesus who is here today right now with us. It is that Jesus who brings to us the very thing, not that we deserve, but the very thing we need, and he brings to us the hope that nothing can ever take away. In the book of Colossians, there's a wonderful passage beginning uh, in chapter 3 at verse 12, and it says this, 
Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, there's that word again, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. Say that again with me. Make allowance for each other's faults. And read the next part with me. And forgive anyone who forgives you. Who does anyone include? Anyone. Don't you just wish and forgive most of the people except that guy who cut in front of you. But we hear this, forgive anyone who offends you. And this is why. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. I've been praying for you today. And as I've been preparing all week to come here to preach. And this is what I have been praying. That there would be some among us who feel like they have maybe stepped beyond what God is able to forgive. And that you would discover that Jesus who died at the cross, died at the cross for you to give you forgiveness, to set you free from the things that have held you in bondage for all these years. Did you see the, the wicked stepmother, how she just sort of sank down onto the stairs? You know why? She didn't know what to do with forgiveness. She didn't know what to do with kindness. She didn't know what to do with mercy. She didn't know what to do with grace because none of that stuff lived in her. And when she saw it, she just didn't know what to do with it. There are so many of us who still feel like we cannot really be forgiven by God because we will not forgive ourselves either. We remember, you know, that fill in the blank. And we are still captives of that sin. I want you to hear that Jesus said from the cross, not just to the people standing around, but to all of us, to you, to me, all of us down through the ages, Father, forgive them. Forgive them. Today, Jesus speaks forgiveness to you. The only question is whether you and I will receive it or whether we will go off toting our sins with us still again and again. And some of us, we come to church. We come because we know we need help, but we come carrying all of our sins, and we hear God forgives you. We say, oh, I don't, but I don't think he's enough for me. And we walk away carrying the burden of our sins still. And today, the gospel good news is not this. The good news is not, ready? Now, hang on, I'm going to finish this thing out. But the good news is not, okay, everybody, go out and forgive other people. And that's true. We'll get to that in a moment. This is the gospel. This is the good news. The good news is all of our sins we can leave at the cross. We are forgiven, and it is done away with forever. 
if we pick up our sins again at the end of the service, say, that was just a good word there, and we carry them off, we have not heard the gospel. The gospel is that we can be forgiven. This is the good news that God has for us. And it is my heartfelt prayer that somebody who has walked in here today in chains inside will let Jesus unshackle you from those chains and will set you free. You don't need to carry that old stuff anymore. Jesus sets you free. Now, what about forgiving others? Well, that's what the scriptures had to say. Remember? It said, why do we forgive? Because we've been forgiven. We recognize the unfathomable mercy of God, the incredible matchless forgiveness that he gives, the grace that is beyond measure. We realize that's what we have received, and so we're able to pass it on. Now, I've used this suitcase, and you're just a little picture here. I've used this suitcase as a uh, picture of our sins. Should have gotten a bigger suitcase, but anyway, this is it. This is what our sins are like against God, our disobedience, our resentment. But, you know, other people do stuff to us, right? Here's what the Scripture has to say. That all of the sins that other people can do to us relative to our rebellion against God is like this. Now, here's a question I want to ask. We all feel like, ah, but if you knew what so-and-so had done to me, I get that. But do you want to go to heaven and at the gate say, Jesus, I'm glad you forgave me for all my sins, but I want you to know I'm hanging on to what other people did against me. We don't want to go there, do we? We who have been forgiven for our sins, instead we take the sins of others and we lay them at the cross too. We who have received mercy, give mercy. We who have received grace, give grace. We who have received forgiveness, give forgiveness. Let me just end by telling you a story about a friend of mine. Um, wasn't really that swift a, a friend to start with. Um, this was uh, in, uh, in the past uh, at a church I served. And this friend, I'm not really sure what he had against me, but we didn't get along great. Okay, And uh, so one day I got a phone call from this this guy, and he said, can I meet you at your office? And I lied to him. Now, I'm not proud of saying this, and it just sort of jumped out, but I said, sure, I'll meet you there in 30 minutes. I'll be glad to see you. And I hung up, and I thought, I am not glad to see this guy. So he came, we met there, and he sat down, and I will never forget that meeting. It was one of the holiest moments of my life. My, uh, this gentleman looked at me and he said, I want you to know I was praying and God said to me that I needed to ask your forgiveness for all the resentment that I've held against you. 
and I want to ask you if you'll forgive me. Well, after I got up off the floor, I was just flabbergasted. And I said, well, of course. And here's what I want to say. He found godly courage and obedience. And when he came and saw me, we did mutual forgiveness. And we set our relationship right. Now, it doesn't always work like that. But in this case, I want to tell you, God's grace is enough. And when God's grace came to me through this friend, it changed our relationship. We became good friends, and we became prayer partners. I'm telling you, when we allow God's forgiving grace and mercy to enter into our lives, it can change everything. So often we say, but I don't deserve it. That's exactly the point of grace. If you deserved it, it wouldn't be grace. But God, in his mercy, reaches out to us. So I want to say to you, with the spirit of the scriptures, but maybe with the words of Cinderella, have courage and be kind. Why? Because we who have been the recipients of God's grace, now we extend that grace to those who are around us. Would you pray with me? Father, it is so hard for us to believe you really forgive. And I, I think the reason is because it's so hard for us to forgive. And we just assume you're like us. If we can only see by your Holy Spirit's power, it's not that you're like us. You want to make us like you. And so take our hard hearts. Take our resentful hearts. Take our unforgiving hearts and make them like Jesus. Help us to learn how to love our enemies. Pray for those who persecute us. And yes, even pray for that knothead who cuts us off in traffic. But God, we're talking very seriously here. There are some of us maybe who have never yet received the love and life of Jesus because we're still holding on to our sin from the past. I'm praying that in this moment, you will set some people in this very room free from the sins of the past into a whole new life now following Jesus, no longer carrying their sins with them. We don't want anyone toting their luggage out. We come to the cross and we lay it down. And then there are some of us who say, you know, I've really received the love of God and Christ, but I haven't been passing it along, and I still hold some resentments against some people. And there's some folks I'm angry at, some people I won't talk to. And God's saying, you need to go forgive them. Friends, have courage to be kind. Jesus, we who have received your grace want to pass it on. Help us. Help us. There are altars that you can pray at or you can pray where you are. But I'm asking you, don't turn away from God's Spirit speaking to you. He has new life for you today. Just ask. Just ask. Holy Spirit, somebody here who's struggling, don't let them get away. Pursue them until they lay their burdens down at the cross and rise up into newness of life. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldasa.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends. Thank you.